So um, if you've been coming to the green room a lot, you kind of know I love board games, right? And some of my favorite board games, you guys probably might not even know these board games, but some of my favorites are uh, the game called Avalon. Anyone know that game, Avalon? No one should know it. No. Oh, anyone know Secret Hitler? Secret? Did he say Hitler on church? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just said Hitler on church. And so these board games, if you don't know how to play them, it's like this secret identity game. And people are bad, people are good, and you're just, and you're lying. And I love games that you can lie because it just gets my sin nature out, and so I don't have to do it in real life, I can do it in a game. But you lie to each other. And and the reason why I love these games is because your mind could be blown. And you can believe something about somebody. You can be so sure about somebody. And, and you could be just dead wrong. And you can lie to your friends, believe that you're good, but you're really bad. And that's why I love these games. Some of you guys think I'm always bad. And I'm not always bad, all right? I just got to get that out there. I'm not always bad. Okay, I'm sometimes bad. I'm mostly bad. <laughs> but... I love these games because you can lie and you can believe something about somebody and your mind can be absolutely blown. And as I think about life and as I think about culture and I just look at the world, I feel like lately my mind is being blown a lot. And I believe something about somebody and I'm, and I'm just wrong. Like I, growing up in high school and in middle school, I had a lot of leaders just like you guys and and I believe so much about these, like, these are the people that, man, I look to, and, and they encourage me, and, and I, I had a lot of friends in, in high school that I would just, like, these are my Christian friends, and we would just, you know, change the world together for Jesus. And as I look now where they're at, they're far from God. They want nothing to do with him. They don't care anything about who Jesus is and what he has and I believe something so confidently, like these leaders, these, my friends, we're going to, this is it, man. These are, these are serious Christians. They love Jesus, man. Like these are the people I look to and, and I'm encouraged. And, and I believe something so strongly about these people. And they, um, they fell away from God. And you could just look at the news and you see one pastor falling. You see just all the sex scandals that are going on, all this stuff in the news. And, and you can believe something about somebody, and, and it's crazy how an action or some, somebody does something stupid, and, and, and you just think something so differently about them, and, you, and you, your heart gets discouraged. And some of you guys maybe have friends that are just doing something dumb, and, and they're walking away from God, and, and you're just like, man, I feel alone. And you feel like, man, like what are they doing with their life? And... And it just comes like a shock, and your mind is blown. I'm reading a book right now, and it's one of my favorite books. And the author keeps saying this phrase, and it's just stuck with me. And, it's, and it's, it says this, in the Christian life, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. In the Christian life, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And I'm seeing so many of my friends, so many people, so many of my peers, so many just people just disregard Jesus. They had a strong start but just fall away and want nothing to do with God. And it's crazy because some of these people I know had strong encounters with Jesus, great experiences with Jesus, and it really seemed like their life was changed. And we could look all throughout the Bible, and it's the same thing that the Israelites in the Old Testament, man, they saw a sea split, and yet they saw great things, and yet their heart grew cold, and they wandered away from God. And and I just see so many of my friends, and it's just so discouraging. And I see so many of you guys 
And I don't want that for you. Like, I don't want you wandering away from God. Because God offers life. I say this all the time when I'm on stage, man. That Jesus is good and he offers life in the world. Is selling you something that you don't want. And, and I, I just don't want you guys to wander off. Statistics aren't pretty, guys. Like a lot of you, statistically, after you graduate high school, might not want anything to do with God. And you might think that's crazy right now. But the crazy thing is, and the truth is tonight, that it can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to Joey, Andrew, any of the leaders. It can happen. Because we're at war. The devil is looking to seek, kill, and destroy our lives, man. He wants to sell you something that's not good, that's not going to satisfy you. And I don't want you guys buying into that here tonight. So my heart tonight is to see you guys go the distance and and to see you have a real strong faith and real faith in Jesus. It's kind of like my part two message. A couple weeks ago, I talked about having a real faith in Jesus is going all in with him and trusting him through the dark times in life and obeying him at all costs. And also, real faith in Jesus endures trials, makes it to the end, and finishes. Because in the Christian life, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And in when walking with Jesus and following Jesus, you might get caught up with the wrong friends later. You might see your friends who are walking away from God get caught up in wrong friends. They might be making poor decisions, compromising, making little decisions here and here and here. Start to change Some simply just doubt God, or just maybe simply don't care at all. And that can happen to you guys. It really can. And so, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? We got to protect ourselves. But here's the truth here tonight there's hope, man. Like, you don't have to be another statistic. You don't have to be, if you want to, you don't have to be another statistic here tonight. You can pursue God with everything that's within you. But you need, to, you need to watch out and be on the alert. So we're going to look to scripture here tonight to give us that hope, to give us that protection and that boundary. And so if you want, you can read along with me. The scripture is going to be on the screens for you. But we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And verse 1 says, Therefore... I'm going to stop right there. Every time you see a therefore in Scripture, you got to wonder why it's therefore. And, and so the writer of Hebrews is writing, and he's writing this letter, and he's going up, and he's, um, he just finished writing one of the craziest passages of Scripture. Some scholars call it the Hall of Fame in the Bible. This is like, he lists off all these people, and Christian scholars say this is the Hall of Fame. And it's crazy, this list of people, because a lot of these people, you wouldn't expect to be on a Hall of Fame type list. We think of Hall of Fame, we think of people who did great, were amazing, but a lot of these people on this list, some of them are prostitutes, some of them are murderers, adulterers, they did crazy things because in the Christian life, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And honestly, like we can end this message right here because that's the greatest truth because it doesn't matter how you start. And if you feel like right now you're going through a season where you're guilty and when you feel this guilt and shame and condemnation, that's part, it doesn't matter. 
God's grace is strong enough and you can finish because in the Christian life, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And all these people, man, they had real faith in Jesus. They trusted, obeyed him, did what God called them to do. And we're up to chapter 12. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, the hall of fame, the people who had real faith in Jesus, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In the Bible, when you have a real, when you, real faith in Jesus, when you accept Jesus' gift of salvation, and when you realize that you're a sinner and that you've been saved by grace and grace alone, nothing that you can do, nothing that you can earn God's love, you receive God's love and you, you're your new creation and, and you start this journey with Jesus. And throughout the Bible, it depicts walking with Jesus as a race, as a, as a walking with him and, and as a journey. And um, I love hiking. Hiking is one of my favorite things to do. I love to go on hikes and make it to the top of the mountain and fake push my friends off the mountain and um, just love this view, love everything, and I love hiking. And so you usually bring a backpack, right, when you're hiking because you want to stuff water. You want to be, you know, prepared just in case if you wander off and get mauled by some bears, you want to make sure that you're prepared. And so I love hiking. And, um, and when you're wearing a backpack, you know, you don't want to pack it too heavy. You know, you want to be lightweight because you're walking around, you're doing different things, and you don't want so much weight. And the writer of Hebrews says, throw off anything that hinders, any, any sin that so easily entangles. And so, you're walking with Jesus. You're on this journey with Jesus. There's some things in my mind, there's some things that I see that can easily hinder you. There's some sin that can easily tangle you, that can put weight on you. I don't like to run. Any runners here in the, like, who like, who act, no, actually like to run? You actually like to run. Raise your hand. God bless you. I am praying for you. You have a, <laughs> you're crazy. Or I'm just going to say it. I hate running. I remember used to running in um, varsity and around the entire school property. I was just like, man, this is sucks. I hate running. I could do home from first, but I can't, I can't do anything else. I love sprinting. I hate running long distance. And, and having extra weight it's just unbearable sometimes. And so as I think about weight, as I think about life in the past that I struggled with, that was extra weight and burden when I was walking with Jesus, I think of a few things. One thing I think of that I struggled really hard with is um, porn and sex. Um, this is something I struggled really hard with. Didn't think I can ever be free from this didn't think I can have the power to overcome this. And this is a weight. This really is a weight. And, um, and if, if, you, if you believe that, like, porn is okay or it's not as big a deal, we, we live in such a sexualized culture, man, that it just needs to be talked about here in, these, in this room, a safe place, so that we can just have honest discussion. And, and I, I, let me tell you what porn really is. Every time you look at porn, just for people who who don't think this is a problem for you. You're, you're going to school. Every time you look at porn, you're going to school. And every time you go and look at porn, you're learning something. You're learning to be addicted to variety. And so the more you engage, the more you're addicted to variety. And as this weight 
As you're dealing with this weight, lugging it around, you grow up, you get married, you have relationships, and, and you start to realize that's not satisfying to you, and it's, and it's growing and cold, and, and, it's, and it's not, and, and you have the secret, and you're keeping it and to yourself, and it's, make, it's changing you, it's, making, it's alternating your mind, and it's making you not fulfilled and not happy. And so I, that's what porn does. And you could be carrying this along, walking with Jesus. And, you know, you can be okay for a little bit, but it's a long walk. Life's really long. It's going to get a little bit heavy. Another weight I think of when I think about people just want to give up because life is too hard or want to give up a God, I think of relationships, especially friendships, man. Like if you have bad friends that are going to lead you into bad paths, your friends are everything, man. There's a phrase that, you know, if you show me your friends, I'll show you the next five years of your life. Your friends determine everything. And as I think about my friends, man, like I, it's crazy how like I don't talk, I talk one way, and then I get some new friends, and I'm really spending time with them. I talk a different way, and I just engage with them. It's crazy how much impact friends can have. It says um, in, in Proverbs 13.20 that whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It's a weight. It's a weight. And, and this is another relationship that's really important, especially dating. I think of the, like, probably the number one reason why people give up on God is because they got into a dating relationship that they should never have gotten into in the first place. That they dated somebody, that they had all these feelings for this guy or girl, and, and, and you're a Christian, right? And, you, and you, you're walking with Jesus, and you think, man, like, I'm going to convince this person to join with me, and they're not following Jesus, and I know that, but I have all these feelings, and I just, I just love this person, and I... that's a weight, man. Because you're going to put that on. You're gonna, if you date the wrong people, you're going to want to give up on God because it's going to get heavy. And that person who doesn't love Jesus is going to drag you into places where you don't want to be dragged into. And you just want to give up on God. That's why the Bible says, man, don't be unequally yoked. Because it's, I'm telling you from personal experience, if you're not dating somebody that doesn't love Jesus... It's not worth it. You want to date someone who loves Jesus more than they'll ever love you. Because you might be okay at first having this weight. But the bag is going to get heavy. You're going to walk. You want to go call it quits and make it easy. And give up. Think of another one. I saw a lot of my friends get into is partying. Maybe some of you guys aren't experiencing this now with the younger crowd. But... As you get older, man, the party scene is where it's at, right? The, the bar, the, the house, and living for the weekends, and oh my goodness, the stories, and all this stuff, man. It's just, it's a weight. It's a weight. And, and getting involved with alcohol at a young age, you can be addicted to something, and, and, and you, you, anything else, any drugs. You get addicted to something you don't want to get addicted to, and it's a weight, this bag is getting really heavy. And as you walk with God, the more weight you put on, the heavier it's going to get, and the more you're not going to want to follow Jesus. 
anymore. And as I think of the last thing that's really important is depression. And depression uh, is not a sin. And if, you, and if you're struggling with depression, that's, that's okay. We're here for you. I think depression isn't a sin, but it can lead you into sin. And you just need to let it out. If you're struggling with this, you just need to talk. Let it out. If you feel like there's a cloud over you, let it out because this is a big weight. And all these weights, man, all these weights, they get heavy and they grow in the dark. And it gets really heavy after a while. So what does the writer say, Hebrews? He says, throw it off. Any sin that entangles you, just throw it off. What does he say next? He says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So you throw off everything and you fix your eyes on Jesus. Your eyes determine so much where you're going, right? Um, when you guys start driving, your eyes are super important. And um, I, sometimes when I'm driving, I, like, I get distracted easily and I start looking and I can see me drift off just a little bit. Please start praying for me every time I get in a car because I don't want to drift off and hit something I shouldn't. But seriously, your eyes determine so much. Like I, I, I literally am, literally am, Jamie's going to love this, I literally am a dog. I get distracted really easy. And if I see a squirrel, I'm like, squirrel. And, and it's bad because your eyes determine so much, Right? Our hearts and our eyes can get distracted, and we, we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we keep him at the center. We, we, we're not looking anywhere else. We're not looking, oh, that, because our eyes and our hearts could easily wander. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, we see that he's the only one that could ever satisfy us, that he's the only one that we're ever going to need. But we just need to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus some of you guys feel like you don't need God here tonight. But when you fix your eyes on Jesus, when you see him for who he is, man, you really would realize that you need him. So the writer keeps going, he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And look, guys, this is the gospel. It's because here's the deal. He took this weight that you put on yourself, that you chose to put on, but he endured that weight, scorning its shame so that you don't have to. And so if you're not a follower of Jesus, you, you, you're, you, this is no new to you. Know this, that he took that weight so that you don't have to hold on to it anymore. That you could be free from guilt. You could be free from shame. And he's sitting at the right hand of the God, next to God, and he's advocating for you. And he's with you, man. And so you don't have to hold on to that weight anymore. You choose to deal with that weight. Because he dealt with all that sin and all of those things that easily, easily entangles you. The writer of Hebrews keeps going on and he says this, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You want to make it to the end? You want to have a real like a, a life that's transformed? You think about the cross daily. You think about the cross daily. You think about how he 
took whips, got spit in his face, got on a cross for you, died a death that you should have died, rose back from the dead to give you life, an everlasting life. You want to make it to the end? You think about the cross daily. And it says, consider him. It doesn't say consider him once a week. It doesn't say consider him once a month. It says consider him. So consider him daily when you need to. When you feel like your heart, when your eyes start to drift, when you feel like it's not worth it anymore, you consider him who took great opposition, who, who took the cross for you. You think about the cross, man. It changes everything. You consider him daily and how he went on the cross so that you don't have to. So if you want to make it to the end, going to the distance, you throw off everything. You do what it takes. You fix your eyes on Jesus. And on, in, in this journey, man, you consider him daily. And it's a process. Some of you guys are young. And you could grow into this, man. A lot of you guys are, I, I wish I was saying this message to myself when I was younger. To throw off everything, man. And consider him daily. So going the distance starts with today. It starts with today. You only have today. You only have today to grow closer with Jesus. To throw off everything. So if you want to go the distance... You start today. It starts with today. God's for you. God's with you. He's not against you. He's for you. So I just want to close with this, this story that um, what's going on in my life. So as, as I'm living life, I realize that fitness is really, really important. And, um, and so lately I've just been trying to get more in shape, eating right, stuff like that, counting my calories, doing all that hard work. And, um, and so one of the things that I just am so blessed with is my, my dad is a guru with fitness. Like, he, he knows it, man. He knows everything. He, he's in great shape. He, he's, he's super wise about this stuff. And he has, like, literally at my house, it's the worst because all I have is healthy food. It's, like, literally the worst. You, you don't, if you want to come get some candy, you don't go to my house. It's all, you know, gluten-free, you know, taste-free. Everything is just vegan and vegetables and green. It's disgusting. And, um, but with that, I, I, I have, like, no excuse and to eat right. And also, I have an amazing basement for this as well, trying to get fit. And downstairs in my basement, if you've seen some of the videos, it's just an amazing setup. Like, my dad has everything. You, you need to get fit. Like every dumbbell, every, like it's cable system, you name it, we have it. And so there is literally no excuse for me to be like the biggest guy and the strongest and the most fit guy. Look, I don't have a six pack, but I'm working on it. And, um, but the, literally there is no excuse. If you really think about it, everything has been given to me and I have the perfect opportunity to get fit. And as I think about it, a lot of, one of the biggest things that I hear a lot is that Christianity doesn't work or God, like, and one of the biggest things that I just grew up thinking, like, I didn't understand God's power in my life. Like, I would talk about it, but I never really saw it transform my heart because I struggled with porn and struggled with different things. And then I realized something, that 
In the same way, my dad has provided everything I need to be fit, to be in great shape. My heavenly father has provided everything I need to be holy. So at the end of the day, the reason why I am not where I should be fitness-wise and also spiritually is not because God doesn't work. It's because I didn't use what was given to me and what was available towards me. It's my fault. And so when you are walking with Jesus and you want to go the distance and you want to see real change, look, if you are a Christian here, you have everything you need to live a holy life. It says in 1 Peter that you have everything you need to be holy. So if you're struggling with pornography, if you're struggling with sin, if you're anything, you have everything you need just like my dad provides weights and provides food for me to stay fit. Your heavenly father provides Holy Spirit to abide by, to live by, to trust by. And every time you choose to sin, it's not because God doesn't work. It's because you didn't use what was provided. And I'm not talking about, you know, earning and, and, and it's like it's all up to you because, listen, it's the only reason why you could ever get holy is because God provided his Holy Spirit for you. So you want to go to the distance. Start with today because you have everything you need. Everything you need. So do you want to be a statistic? Do you want to walk away from God? Because it can happen to you, it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody here in this room. If your pride's saying, nah, that won't happen to me because of who I am, because of my parents, because of what, what God's done in my life, don't let the pride tell you that because pride comes before the fall. So lean in. Use what's available to you. And watch your life transform. And watch you go the distance. And, and as you walk with Jesus, man, your heart begins to change. And, and, he, and it's such a journey. And a lot of you guys, man, are so on fire for God. And a lot of you guys can change this world if you allow them to. So what are you going to do? It's up to you. The choice is yours. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you that you provided everything we need, Jesus. That you're a provider. That's who you are. You provided us to be secure in you. You provided us a way out, Jesus, by dying on the cross by taking the death that we deserve, rising back up from the dead. Lord Jesus, that's what you provided for us. And so God, help us, encourage us, remind us of who you are. Remind us that you're worth it, Jesus. Remind us when our heart grows cold of the gospel, when our heart grows stagnant and we just don't care anymore help us Jesus to grow closer to you help us to pursue you help us God to see that you are all we need and all we want Jesus some of you guys 
don't have a journey with Jesus. And if you're honest with yourself, some of you guys might have been faking this whole Christianity thing. And like I said, man, when you start this journey with Jesus, it's amazing. It's the life that you were created to live. It's a life worth living. If you want to start that life today, it's all you have to do is confess with your heart that he is Lord. And you begin that journey. You realize that you are a sinner. You realize all the stuff that you've been carrying is weight and burning some. And, and you realize that Jesus took that burden and took that sin onto the cross with him. And he took the sins of the entire world on him so that you could be free. So if you want to start that journey with Jesus here tonight, in your heart, you can pray something like this. You can say, Jesus, thank you for getting on that cross. Thank you for taking the sin that I committed on that cross with you. You paid that debt so that I could be free, so that I can have a journey with you, that, so that I can have a life that's worth living, a life to the fullest. Because apart from you is death, but with you is life. So Jesus, I confess anything that's going on in my heart. Realize that you are God. You are good. You love me so much. I want to start this new life with you, Jesus. I want to start this journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so if you prayed that with every eye still closed, you want me to start praying for you throughout this week, you could just, if you have courage, you could just look up towards me and I'll be praying for you. Praise God. Praise God. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you're doing here in this green room. And as we go into this next set of worship, God, set our hearts on fire for you. Remind us of your love. Remind us of who we are. Pray this in Jesus' name.